Big thanks to our title sponsor, Blooming Smiles Pediatric Dentistry. Dr. Arpita Patel has a beautiful, modern, and upscale pediatric dental office in Charlotte, North Carolina. She and her experienced staff treat children of all ages and special needs patients. They create a comfortable, stress-free, and memorable dental experience for both the child and parent, starting with earning your child's trust and always catering to their individual needs. They're proud to offer the Waterlays Plus laser system they call Princess Poppy. It's an alternative method, which means no injections, shots, or drills. They genuinely share kindness, patience, compassion, and fun. Who you calling crazy? Welcome to Who You Calling Crazy. This is a unique mental health podcast. We are erasing the stigma and elevating and normalizing dialogue around mental health. Of course, we'll be sharing practical therapy tips, but most importantly, we'll be diving into the stories and vulnerability of people you know or want to know. I'm your host, Juliette Kuhnley. Michelle Bowden joins me today. She's a senior reporter at WCNC Charlotte and specializes in investigative journalism. She's been with WCNC since 2006 and has been a very active member in the Charlotte community, working with several nonprofits and on the board of several nonprofits and just a joy to talk to. So I can't wait for you to check out our conversation. I'm so excited because, um, so you've interviewed me once, that was a long time ago, but I love um, just following you and keeping up with all the good, amazing work you've done and that you're doing. And you're just, you're just like always on the grind. Uh, Yeah, more now than ever before, honestly. And now I'm grinding for my living room. So that sounded terrible. (laughs) Not entendre there. You were grinding from your parents' living room for a while too. Uh, And I'm gone. And I will be again um, shortly. I'm going back down to help with my mom again. So you, I will be broadcasting from uh, South Florida living room that screams South Florida. People are oh like, my. where are you? I'm like, you can't tell by the yellow wall behind me. Right. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, but that talk about like pivoting, right? And just being flexible. But, but has that been a, has that been a good thing to be able to just pick up and go be with your parents? Yeah. So that's, I mean, when you talk about, you know, mental health and the, there's been very few positive things for a lot of people in the pandemic. And I think I have something in common with other people. I'm single. Um, but TV news, if you told us a year ago that we could do it anywhere, but in any way that we had been doing it forever, we would have just laughed at you. Yeah. And now we can, we have that. And to me, it's a luxury. I call it a true luxury. And I have sure. amazing bosses right now that have said, yes, go take care of your mom. My mom's health is not great. Okay. And- unbelievable. Honestly, I went down there thinking I'd spend two weeks. I ended up spending six weeks as an adult living with my parents under one roof, which is something that you just don't get in, in the, yes. I never do that if not for this pandemic. And so we got to know, I mean, I'm close to my parents, but we got to know each other in a, in a new way. I was That's cooking right. them every night. We had sit down dinners every night. I That's didn't, beautiful. Yeah. So that is definitely the silver lining for me. Yeah. Do you think the industry will change at all in that direction or do you, do you think snap back? We've had some conversations about it. I mean, there are still elements of TV news that you have to be sure. there. And I have, a, you know, I'm privileged to be in the position that I'm in and that I've been there forever. I'm older <laughs> than most people. And so I get a little bit more time to tell my stories. I'm not in the typical, you know, day turn where you're murder of the day or even the protests that were here. You have to be there in the moment for things. That's like- right don't have the luxury of doing that from your living room. So there's definitely an element of TV news that will never change and shouldn't for that matter. Right. right. But I, yeah. I mean, we've had people working from different places, you know, people moved back in with their parents or their fiance was in a different place and they've been commuting. 
So I do think there, I think the general public is more okay with it. I don't know that they would have accepted it pre-pandemic. And I think sure. now the rules have shifted a little bit. And I think for the- I'm so curious to see how that all shakes out for sure. Yeah. But oh. to that point of, I mean, you, you, this is something I thought about you guys throughout this whole thing that you, and you mentioned this as we chatted previously, just you can't, um, you can't step away from it all. <laughs> you are the news. So just using that as a launch off, uh, launching point for just talking about what your mental health journey has been like and what you're willing to share with us. Um, so <laughs> It's a lot. There's a lot, um, you know, and it's hard because as reporters, we're supposed to be objective and be in the moment and not let emotions get to us. And I think we've seen some samples, like examples on TV. There was a reporter on CNN that broke down mm -hmm. and that made news because you're not used to seeing that. Right. But if you think about some of the things that we're reporting on, if you have to be a human being, I mean, you have to feel, I always said like, I'm, I'm really good at compartmentalizing. That's what makes me part of what makes me good at my job. But if at the end of the day, I'm still not feeling it, that's when I get out of the business. Yeah. It just makes you a bad person if you're right. not feeling and feeling some of these things. And some of the things we've been through in the last year, the whole country has, we've had a front row seat. People, I'm COVID crazy. And I don't mind saying that I'm a little bit COVID crazy because for the last year, pretty much every single day of my life, I've done a story, whether it's interviewing someone who just lost a loved one, mm who is a long hauler, has been dealing with it for three months, an epidemiologist, a virologist. I mean, I am in it and I know way more than I would like to know. Um, and yeah. so COVID crazy, you know, I mean, I went on a date, not too long, not a great date, but I made him wear masks outside the whole yes, time. Yes, you did. And he thought I was crazy. And I was like, listen, you go talk to the woman who just lost her mom unexpectedly and then not make someone wear a mask. And so, you know, things are changing obviously with the vaccine rollout and everything. But we are in it. Um, and there's been a lot of emotion, whether it's COVID or the social unrest that we've seen. Um, mm -hmm. And it's hard not to feel that. Um, I, yeah, I mean, and I, I have a little experience with that, right, as a, you know, as a therapist, where you just you, you carry people's stories and you you have to learn how to compartmentalize to an extent. But also, like, it's OK sometimes to understand that we're human and we've got to figure out what processing it looks like sometimes. Um, and so for me, that manifests as anxiety. Um, yeah. So yeah, you too. Yeah. I don't sleep. What if you, I mean, I'm, trust me, I'm a head case. You could, you could go on and on. Uh, for the You're most human. That's the thing. And I think for the most part, I'm pretty even keel. And that's what has made me be able to do my job in the way yeah. that I've so many years. But this year was so unprecedented. Ugh. Everything I did for self-care, I mentioned this to you, was like out the window. That's I, right. I couldn't get my mani-pedis. I couldn't just jump on a plane. I love to travel and meet new yep. people. I couldn't do any of the things that were, you know, be around my people. That's I right. The things that were so important to me for self-care. Um, I will say I'm on some group texts with some colleagues that are really more like friends. Um, yeah. Helped a lot. We confide in each other. I love that. We kind of have a rule where we like vent, get it out, and then move on. Move on. Uh, Try not to linger. Yeah. Yeah. But um, with the people who get it, right? The people who are in it with you and they get it. Yeah. Because, and, and they're loved ones and people, friends who've been longtime friends that understand, sure. but they don't necessarily understand when I'm sitting there and I'm crying over Zoom with someone because of their experience or management made a decision that day that was like not great for my life, but you, you have to deal with it. So yeah, I mean, I'm on some, I, and I have some amazing coworkers. It's almost like it was this perfect storm in the way that we were so lucky. We had a management change right at the beginning and like in the thick of the pandemic. Okay. And new staffers come on and it, it just was the right team for the right time. And I was oh. for that. That's, That's been, beautiful. 
Yeah, yeah, that's been really, and some of our friendships, I mean, we are bonded for life um, in a way that you just wouldn't have been if not for this. And one of my colleagues is actually stunning. She's getting her graduate degree in PTSD for the media. She covered the Boston Marathon. Um, and her photographer killed himself not long after that experience or as a result of that experience. And so that's something that's really resonated with her. She started that before the pandemic. Wow. Um, so it is something that like we all in the media, we just kind of keep it to ourselves. But this is a year where we saw, you know, the riot at the Capitol where they wrote yeah. murder the media, you know, fake news is something that five years ago, nobody said to me. Yeah. And now friends say it to me. So yeah. there's stuff that we've um, had to sort of process. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm like, I have chills all over my body right now. So and that's the thing about like, you know, and it, what, what started this whole series was people are talking about it more. So do you feel like you guys definitely are asking each other more? How are you really doing? What do you need? You just nailed it. Because I used to, I mean, I am so lucky that I interact with different people and I meet people every day, all day. That's my job. And I love that part of my job. And everybody would be like, oh, how are you? And I'd be like, oh, how are you? And I used to be like, great, good, so glad. And it was this very superficial. And now genuinely my response more often than not is hanging in. Yes. I'm not always great. Nope. Really bad, but I'm always hanging in. Like, I'm going to be okay, I guess, is my way of saying. And anyone who knows me well, when they see that, they're like, okay, it's not a great day. Right. And but it's I, real. It's, I never would have been comfortable to say that, even in a year and a half ago. Yeah. I mean, so is that, is that a refreshing change? I mean, to not have to wear the mask and, yeah, uh, yeah. that mask, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. We've traded our masks. Maybe that's the thing, right? We, we, we're, we're allowing ourselves to be more vulnerable. And I think I have to think that's a beautiful thing. I think so. Yeah. And I, and it's not just me. I mean, I see it in my colleagues and I see it in my friends just in life and yeah. um, a lot more like check-in texts. I'll just be like, Hey, how are you? Yes. Like, you know, and if you, that's the one thing about being a reporter is I genuinely, I'm not used to being the one talking. I love listening. Yeah. And I yes. just like you want yeah. to hear story and so there's a lot more of that going around these days and I think that's a really good thing too I do too and it does just put us all in a more even playing field like we are all human and so for you to come on here and share this hopefully that people learn from that too you know because and you have to present a certain way in the media like you got to have your shit together you got to have that face on There's, you know I'm trying to, I'm trying to be you know but see, you know, but like I no makeup over here. Like I've just let it go in this in this quarantine. But you can't you can't do that. And so I mean, there's pressure that comes with that too, right? Yeah, I don't. You know, I never. I didn't. I joke about this. I didn't own any loungewear before this pandemic. I did create a drawer for loungewear because I have done quite a bit of online shopping. Also, yes. um, that's some of my self care. Yeah, <laughs> shopping. I um, hear that. Three days a week, I'm on TV. And so three days a week, I'm in a full dress. And very often, I'll go out and I meet my photographer. And so we're out somewhere in the city to, for me to be on camera. Or when I'm in my parents' living room, I'm still on camera. And so I'm yeah. still dress. And sometimes I feel like I put on more makeup because these freaking ring lights are not forgiving. <laughs> it's something special. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I still have to look a certain way. But it was interesting because I used to get my eyelashes done religiously. I was obsessed with getting my eyelash extensions glued on every two weeks. I always had a mani-pedi. All of that was always taken care of. And all of that went by the wayside. That's I right. For the first time since like middle school. These are mine. Uh, real lashes. That's impressive. I mean, I took a YouTube tutorial like everybody else, how to get my dip off in the beginning. You nailed it. This is I, I did notice them earlier. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So... And it was funny, one of my girlfriends, there have been a few people that have been my quarantine, yeah. and she's like a high-powered lawyer in town, but she loves doing nails. 
So she would help like shape my nails. And my mom was like, my mom was like, Oh, did you find a new manicure? So I'm like, yeah, she's a lawyer. Right. This is her <laughs> side hustle for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I figured it out. And the lashes that like, literally, I used to get eye infections, because it was not good for my eyes. And I was like, must have these lashes. So I was did it. Mm -hmm. so obsessed. And now I mean, I'm working, I wear mascara. It, it works. It's amazing. But that's, that's, again, some of the stuff that we're learning, like we can yeah. simplify, strip it down. What do we need? Who are my people? And what are their side hustles that I can use to my advantage? Like, For sure. Absolutely. Honestly, and there are things that I learned. I mean, there are friends that I've gotten so much closer to in the last year. And there yeah. are friends I mean, I read an article, I think, in the New York Times, like those casual acquaintances that I wish were still in my life are less so just because we don't run into each other in the ways that we used to. And yep. you know, so I'm single. Again, my dog relies on me and that's it. Yep. But so many of my friends did the whole mom, uh, you know, working online schooling. And it was a lot. And I think some friendships suffered because of that. But I do For sure that we'll find each other again in the ways that we used to. For sure. And I love to hear though that you're still like you're still dating during this. Like I think that's a whole other topic. Like, well, no, that we are not getting into. <laughs> okay. You don't have enough time or therapy for that. So we'll have a part two. But dating in a pandemic, like, has there not there needs to be a lot more about that. Like I can't There does, just not for me. Okay, got it. Got it. <laughs> got it. So yeah, maybe an anonymous um <laughs> Yeah, anonymous interview one day. <laughs> um, do you have any other like kind of go to like we've talked about self care a little bit, but go to, um, you know, I'll go to Brene Brown and, and it just when I need to be humbled and grounded and read something from her. But, you know, go to quotes or mantras or other, you know, friends that you turn to. I mean, first of all, this is this sounds so silly. And, you know, water people are gonna get mad to me mad at me, but I take a really long hot shower now almost every day, and sometimes two and three, I found that that's the thing that relaxes me. Yes. And my bathtub, I have had a bathtub and I've had pretty stuff all around it. And I, I found that again this year, actually, yeah. you want to talk about dating, I actually was on the phone with a guy, a new guy, didn't think he could hear anything. And I was in the bath and I accidentally splashed. He's like, Are you in the bath? I was like, this call is over. Right. Don't get any ideas. Yeah. <laughs> this call's done. No more baths on the phone. Yeah. Um, so, um, that has yes. definitely relaxed me for sure. Um, I have some friends that I love, like we'll share quotes. I do love Instagram for that. Like there's some yes. follow. Um, and Maria Schreiber puts out something that I read. Um, oh. Getting the title, but she, it's a newsletter. You can sign up for it. Okay. Week. now it's twice a week um and she's always got some great insight and a really dear friend of mine a former tv reporter who now lives in dc outside of the out of the business yep. she'll send it to me and be like i thought of you when i was reading this uh, um that's the best i'm good at reading which has been a problem for me because i was an avid reader before the pandemic like uh and i didn't read anything i could learn from it was always like someone yep. had to do the first chapter or that's what i love give me the murder and i'm all yeah. in yep I, t I needed total escapism, but I've not been able to focus, um, mm. I think, just because of everything that's been going on. And I'm also inundated. All I do all day is read and, right. and write, uh, whether it's social media or, you know, online. Yeah. So I could see that being very overwhelming. So that's been hard. And like Rosie Molinari, who I know is going to be your guest soon, she was so sweet. She shipped me a package of one of her favorite books and some of my favorite chocolates. And so I'm hoping that I can read soon. Um, when right. I go my parents luckily they have a pool in the backyard because they're in florida yeah um, and so there i'm able to read but yeah 
Yes. And you kind of have to mess around with it. Like, do you like chunk it out a little bit, like a chapter at a time or just, yeah. What about TV? Do you, it's hard to even focus on shows and it's harder. I do love a good binge watch, but I'm very picky. I don't want to watch a single crime document. I know everybody's obsessed with, but I did that for 20 years. I focused on crime reporting. So I don't want to see Dateline. I don't want to, you know, figure out who murdered who. I don't want yeah. any true life, real life crime documentaries. Okay. So asking people like, what have you seen that I can try? But literally, I lose patience fast. Um, right. And so that... wants to submit anything. <laughs> I like some of like exactly. the dramas, like dramas, I think is what I like. Yeah, because the escapism. I mean, because you just never know when you already feel like you're somewhat in fight or flight, which is kind of what you and I are describing of like being so raw with, with feeling stuff. Um, you never know what's going to trigger that or tap into that. or, or And so I, I definitely hear that. Um, and I like that you're acknowledging it because I think yeah, a lot of people use it as escapism, but for people like you where it, it's, it's too real. Yeah, I don't want anything that hits home or that I can relate to or a story that I probably told or could have told. Right, yeah. but you are a storyteller and, I, and you said something earlier too that just when you said like, this is why I'm good at my job and I, I just, that resonated with me because I'm like, yes, girl. Like whenever women can just claim that too, um, I love it. And you are good at your job. And so I want, and I, and so being able to kind of hold all of this in the same space, like this shit is really hard and I struggle and I'm good at it. <laughs> I appreciate I'm that. That's what I enjoy the most and figuring out what their story is, pulling it out of them, making them cry. I do that a lot. I'm known for that. And then <laughs> articulating it in a way that hopefully people can watch it, process it and, you know, digest it quickly. Yeah. I out of other talents. I mean, I have lots of friends that are amazing. Like one friend, I didn't even realize he's a reporter. He's also this incredible painter. And I didn't know that until like last weekend. Uh, I, don't, I have zero other talents. I think we also, it's okay to give ourselves permission. Like we don't have to come out of the pandemic having learned another language or. Fred. Uh, yeah. And there, you know what, that's another thing I had to give myself permission for anyone who knows me. Like I used to be double and triple booked and I loved running from here to there. And I was hustling, writing gonna rain soon i just got an alert um, oh sweet or rain um you know i was always hustling 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 and i've had to there have been a couple of days where i stayed in bed like till the middle of the afternoon yes i had to be like it's okay that i'm i didn't do anything productive yes that's okay yes. like that's my right mom, it's okay <laughs> yes yeah. and it's it's crazy that we have to learn to rest and that it's okay to rest. Yeah. And I, I say that to clients all the time. I mean, you are worthy of rest. Like the productivity, you can cut it out. <laughs> well, how do night? Because I'm failing miserably at sleeping through the night right now. I've, I'm trying. So I'm open to those suggestions too. Apparently that's a pandemic thing also. I, yep. I, someone just sent me an article today about the pandemic insomnia. <clears throat> and I think there are different layers to this, right? Like it depends on if you're the person who's sitting down and that's when your brain goes and starts kind of like cycling through all the things and all the what ifs yeah. or if you're a person who's kind of just lightly sleeping or, I mean, so yeah, my first question would be about just like sleep hygiene, right? Like you're on, you're on screens and you're turned, say I was about to say another double entendre, you're turned on all the time. Um, <laughs> um, but, but, but right. Although that, this keeps happening. Um, I know we'll have to, we'll, we'll analyze that later. Yeah. But yeah. You're, I mean, you're on all the time. Yeah. So there has to be, a, I would imagine there has to be a much more intentional slow down earlier than the average person. Like the kind of the regular sleep hygiene is no screens for an hour, but you might oh, need. I mean, I'm going to like, I wake up and I'm on my screen. I'm, I mean, I have two screens. I have two phones that sit right by my bed and you know, I yeah. don't understand 
people who silence their phones at night. That's like, what, you know? Yeah, but I mean, that's like serious. I mean, that you're, you're activated. Like, so how, how do you kind of like slow it down and start reeling it in a lot earlier than you are? And then the other things of just like dark room, white noise machine, um, you know, like cold room, like those kinds of things. Okay. But I think it's, but I, when I hear you talk, like I, you're, you, you're activated, like, and I get it because where you have to be in your industry, you got to be on, you can't miss a thing. <laughs> Funny. Cause people are constantly like, well, just turn social media off. Literally part of my job requirement, like they evaluate us on how many times we're posting and we're, you know, I have to, I quite literally cannot turn it off. Um, See, that's, and that's, that's brutal. That can be brutal. But I, yeah. come, I realize I come from a family of news junkies. I mean, I was home with my parents during, you know, some of the, the most intense stuff this last year. And, the, you know, they record GMA, Good Morning America. I work for NBC yeah. and we were recording NBC and they record this one, and, you know. It's constant. So it's, yeah, it's kind of in my blood too. Right, which is fine, right? But then you've got to figure out like where, where else can the boundary be? <laughs> yeah, because it yeah. is, I mean, it's definitely the news cycle has, has been much more intense in this last year. Yeah. And then paired with the fact that your normal self-care can't be there. Yeah. So it's this, it's this horrible, per, non-perfect storm, but that's it. So like, where do I have to crank up the self-care? Where do I have to crank up the boundaries? Um, you know, where can I set limits? Because this year has also been one of the most rewarding as a reporter, as a journalist. I mean, sure. it was not so that I was thinking about getting out of the business because I felt like it was not rewarding anymore. I got into the business thinking I was a quote unquote public servant, that I was helping people. Mm. And way for a while but in this last year there's been so much need and so many amazing stories to tell to help people get to that need that's that beautiful it's been, it's been really rewarding again um so that's I, beautiful i'm working crazy hours but part of it is by choice because it's giving so much back to me yes and then that's that's fulfilling yeah yeah, yeah. i'm glad you're feeling that again because that almost makes some it worth it <laughs> yeah 100% i am everybody's i joke everybody's google and gofundme I mean, literally, uh, you know, there's a helicopter in my neighborhood, Michelle. Why? You no. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. No, see, that's, that's a limit you can set. Ugh, yeah. That's a but, I, but see, I can say that, but I'm also, yeah, the one, yeah, where it's like, but, you, but you're not everybody's 411. It's closed and everybody's like, why is somebody running around? And why I can't go to my yoga class. What's it, you know, which is a, a, honestly, though, this year it's taken on more of an element. I mean, I've helped dozens of people figure out how to get vaccinated and that's, really rewarding and I've That's helped great. fill up GoFundMe's for businesses that were going under and so That's I, awesome. that I can't complain about just maybe don't text me when there's a helicopter no you know what that's when you send them to Twitter and you move <laughs> along <laughs> You know, yeah. like, but, but I think that's a great acknowledgement of like some place where you, you don't have to fill that space for everybody because <laughs> yeah. it's constantly pulling from you and it's so exhausting. And Rosie has the best quote. She so bring it up again because it's hers. And, but she taught this to me. This was pre pandemic. There was one time I was asked to speak at three different fifth grade graduations. Uh -huh. And I took that, like that weight on me, like fifth grade is a year where they can really hear what you're saying. Yes. And I was freaking out. I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I can say yes to three different fifth grade graduations. And so Rosie said to me, your no is someone else's yes. And sure enough, I sent it out into the newsroom to some of the younger reporters that, you know, haven't been here as long yes. as asked to do these things. And they jumped at it. They were so excited. Here I was dreading it, thinking, how am I going to do this? Yeah. And, they at it. and so that was a real lesson for me. And the one fifth grade graduation I did, I loved. And I was glad to be done. I love that. Yeah. And if it's not, even if it's not someone else's yes, it creates room for another yes for you too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
This was amazing. Thank you. I truly am grateful for you taking the time and saying yes and um, sharing your story. And I do think it's so powerful for so many people to hear. So I really value, I value it. Thank you. More cathartic for me. Um, so thanks. <laughs> yes. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I will chat anytime, sister. Okay, hang in there. Important what you're doing. So keep doing what you're doing. It's okay to not be okay. I feel like we keep saying that. And you know, people like you make that true. Oh, thank you. What I want to highlight from this episode is the concept of rest and then just some tips around sleep. So we really tend to wear busyness as a badge of honor in our society. So productivity is where it's at. We have a hard time slowing down, giving ourselves permission to just be or to rest. Maybe we think it's lazy or we should be doing something else. Um, So many other rules that we put in place. But it's really important that we try to unlearn that. And again, just give ourselves permission to settle and slow down. That we are enough no matter what that productivity looks like. Our worth is not tied to the productivity. So another thing that Michelle asked about was around just sleep hygiene. And when I think about this and talk about this with clients, I often start with just wanting to make sure that throughout the day they're slowing down and that that you're giving yourself a chance throughout the day to check in with how you're doing. So are there any unexpressed emotions that are carrying on in the day so that you can name those and acknowledge those and perhaps process through those or cope with those during the day because what happens is at night when we finally are ready to just shut down and slow down maybe all that stuff comes up and that's when you start ruminating or it's hard to kind of turn your brain off at that point but if you do a better job of being intentional at checking in with your emotions and your experience throughout the day then you're more likely to not have it all catch up with you at night if it's there you can do what we call a brain dump and just have a journal next to your bed and just dump it all out, whatever's in your head and doesn't need to be formal, just stream of consciousness or just little bullet points to just tell your brain, hey, gotcha, we'll get to this later, it's time for bed. And then just classic sleep hygiene tips that we always go over with people if they're having sleep difficulty. Making sure that you're consistent, so going to bed at the same time each night, getting up at the same time each morning. Unfortunately, this does include weekends, uh, but that's really important to maintain consistency that aligns with whatever your individual sleep metabolism is. So those recommendations that they give for the amount of sleep we need catch the average amount of hours that a person needs for your age range. But again, it's super individualized, so understanding what your needs are is important than staying consistent. Making sure your bedroom is dark, making sure it is cool as far as the temperature, Um, no electronic devices at least an hour before bed, and preferably to get them out of the room as well so you're not tempted in the middle of the night to check them out, and getting activity and exercise during the day can help kind of flush out some of the stress and physical symptoms and will make you more tired in the evening. So those are just some basic tips for better sleep. And thanks for listening in again this episode. We appreciate y'all. So who you calling crazy? I think you mean human. We are removing the stigma, y'all. Say it loud and proud. Yep, I go to therapy.
Again, huge thank you to our sponsor, Blooming Smiles Pediatric Dentistry. Just check out the Google reviews for Dr. Arpita Patel to see how great she is with kids. They truly offer a holistic approach to ensure for every patient the well-being of mind, body, and spirit.